Thanksgiving Eve. It is Wednesday here, and this is episode number 176 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, yours truly, Robert B. Foster. I even got the Shut Up and Grind tank on today. You'll find that in the Grind store, shutupandgrindgear.com. I got tanks. I got uh, women's shirts, men's shirts. I got hoodies. I got face masks. I got all that good stuff. So it's shutupandgrindgear.com. If you're brand new and you're joining me over on YouTube, please subscribe to the channels. I'm trying to build a presence over there as well because people are there. So I may as well be, be there as well. If you join me on Facebook, please like and share the video so we can help spread the word. And if you're brand new, we're all about overcoming obstacles, defying the odds, sharing my stories, highlighting my guest stories. Also, we can help inspire you. And if you need to know a little bit more about me, here I am. I started doing workshops and doing groups where I'm getting up in front of of others, like outside of the gym setting and talking about resilience and perseverance and goal setting and vision and taking action. You should know what one hour of your time is worth. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. starts with clarity of vision. If you don't have the clarity of vision, whatever next thing you get, you're not going to see it through because you don't have the clarity of vision. So the, the point of my pain was being told you will never run or jump again. And all that stuff, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to be able to take this even bigger. If you know why you do what you do, you have to know how to charge for what you do. That's how you're going to change your life, and that's how you're going to leave a legacy for your children and your family. you got to know your work. And that's me. All right, so before we dive into today's topic and I introduce my guests, you know we have to do the teachable moment of the day. So with tomorrow being Thanksgiving, what my, my challenge for you for today is I want you to be thankful for all of your gifts because it's so easy for us to beat ourselves up over our flaws or our shortcomings or just things that we suck at. And it's okay because everybody sucks at something. It's really okay. But I want you to step into what your gifts are. Like for me now, those of you who watch the show, you know my backstory. I've been an athlete my entire life. I was an All-American in track and field. I won championships in multiple sports. But none of that matters, right? None of that matters grand scheme of things. But even though I accomplished all of that, guess what they voted me in high school? They voted me most talkative. With all of those accolades, all those championships, all those MVPs, all those colleges recruited me to play sports, they voted me most talkative. And what am I doing now? Talking for a living. <laughs> you know, so I, I had to recognize that that was actually a gift and that that was a talent. And I stepped into it. So even though I am I run a fitness facility, it's still about personal development. Like we, like we really don't focus on, you know, the scale and the measurements and all that stuff because that stuff will take care of itself. But I'm focusing in on personal development and using the power of my voice to motivate people, you know, because words, words matter, just like, just like words can hurt, words can also heal. So what are your gifts? Like, what is something that you're really, really good at that can help other people and that can help you leave an impact on this world? 
and step into that, right? Make that make that your resolution for 2022. You know, for, forget making more money and forget losing weight and all this other stuff that, that people say they're going to do and then don't do it. Find out what your superpower is and step into that. And then everything that you want will come to you. All right. So that was today's teachable moment. So now before I bring on my guest, if you watched the yesterday's show, I feel like today is going to be an extension of that. Because yesterday's show was all about uh, Stacey Ann. She was a nuclear engineer and she wanted to take the principles from engineering and pair them with entrepreneurship. And there she found the lane she was meant to be in. And I feel like today's guest is going to be somewhere along that, along those same lines as I look into her, into her background. It's about helping people get clarity on what, what they want and then realize what they actually want. You know, I know that sounds confusing, but it's like pe- people say, yeah, I want to help. I want to help others. You know, that's very vague. So it's like you need clarity on that. Help others do what? Like, who are these others that you're looking to help? And what problem are you solving for these people? You know, so we'll we'll get deeper into that as we go. But first, let's meet Jennifer Tamborski. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Did I pronounce your name right? You did. Okay. You did well. <laughs> yeah, it's like that, that's one of the, the biggest things. Like right when we go live, and I'm like, oh, I didn't ask how to pronounce the last name because <laughs> I have botched it on occasion. <laughs> They're easy to botch, especially when you have a nice Polish name. <laughs> All right. So you said you're joining us from Missouri? I am. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm outside of St. Louis, about 30 minutes outside of St. Louis. Okay. So are you from there originally? I am. Born and raised. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. What's your, fa- what's your favorite thing about living there? Um. So the funny thing is, is that it's the St. Louis area anyway is a small town in a big metropolis, right? Like mm. we know there, it's very hard not to know somebody who knows somebody else, right? It's, it's, there's um, a lot of connections. <laughs> One of our uh, key things in the St. Louis area is everybody asks where you went to high school, because by knowing that we know where you're from and yeah. we know somebody knows somebody from there. <laughs> Welcome to my world. I live in Rhode Island, which is this big. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like every anytime I'm out out and about, my kids are like, we can't go anywhere without you knowing somebody. <laughs> exactly. Like, like the whole state is 41 miles long. <laughs> you know, maybe our, maybe, our maybe 44. Is a bigger, but my kids say the same thing. They're like, you yeah. know everybody. <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> true. Everywhere we go. It's so funny. All right. So we're gonna dive in. We're gonna get to know you a little bit better, and then we'll dive into our main topic. And uh, just how would you describe yourself? Um, you know, I would describe myself as a wife, a mother, and a business owner. Like those are the three, um, you know, core components of of who I am. Um, I have been an amazing mother over you know the course of of my kids' lives, and I've taken kind of that desire to see something grow and blossom and transform it into my business and like put that same energy into that. See, I love that because I hear, I hear a lot. I hear a lot of women say like, I don't want to be known as just a mom. And I'm like, just a mom. You know what I mean? It's like, you you saw on my video, the first thing I put was father. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, there's, there's no greater thing you can accomplish on this earth than raising another human. And, I and, and that's anyone. That. That's anyone, men or women. It's, it's like, why would you say just a mom? You grew a human. <laughs> it's like, that's an amazing yeah. thing. <laughs> and I've grown some amazing humans. I've got three amazing kids and um they're all getting to that almost leaving the nest stage mm-hmm. and so it's been an amazing journey to watch them grow and just to see i had um my daughter's in college and we went to visit her in october and we went out to dinner for her and um one of the things she said that night was i just want to thank you for teaching me how to be an adult because i'm in this college with a bunch of freshmen who can't do anything for themselves. And yes. I was like, oh, my heart. <laughs> yes. People who watch this show on the, on the regular have heard me say, said this is episode 176. I probably said it 100 times at least that we have 18 years to teach the kids how to be an adult. But yep. too, ma- too many times parents are waiting till they're an adult to teach them how to be an adult. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the same thing, with, same thing with my kids. They, they not, I mean, my, well, I have five. I mean, like, but my oldest is tw- 22, and uh, he's he's graduated college already. He's a mechanic. I have a 19-year-old who's a junior in, in college now. And, like, she and I are cooking Thanksgiving dinner together tomorrow. And then my middle my middle daughter, she's 14 and a half, but she's, like, somewhere between 12 and 14, she shot up 10 years in age. Because, <laughs> like, like, when I talk, like, when, when she was 11, oh, I wanted to shake her, you know? Just, <laughs> oh, I wanted to shake her. You know, 12, she started coming out of it. But, like, she's – I have conversations with her now. It's like I'm, t- I'm talking to, like, a mature adult, and she's 14. Yes. You know, she's yes. already planning for college, and she's planning for her her careers. She she just got straight A's on, on her report card. It's like she's just – like, two years. And and really, she's like a 25-year-old in a 14-year-old body. I hear you there. <laughs> yes. It is an amazing journey to watch them grow and really become the people they are. So I'm right there with you. I wasn't just a mother. I was an amazing mother. I am an amazing mother, which, you know, I think is one of my claims to fame, honestly, is the people that I've helped raise. Yes, I love that. I I remember I took my kids to the beach and I'm a single parent, mind you. So so I took my kids to to the beach and this older couple, as they were walking by, they're like, sir, we just wanted to tell you that you're amazing. (laughs) She's like, we have two and they were all over the place (laughs) it's just like you know they're so well like they're playing so well they're well behaved you know they're polite they're courteous and i'm like why is that being called out aren't they supposed to be (laughs) right because a lot of people don't yeah like isn't that our job like like my job is not to raise little assholes (laughs) you know part of the language you know absolutely it's like like my job is to raise respectable children (laughs) so Oh, that's too funny. All right. So what did you see yourself doing as a career when you were younger? Oh, oh, Lord. My, (laughs) when I was in high school, I wanted to be a doctor. Okay. And then um, I ended up going for, actually, I still got a biology degree. I love science. Yeah. And so I still had a biology degree. I actually graduated with an environmental science degree. Okay. Um. And spent a couple of years in the industry and then I had kids and 
that was pretty much my sole focus for a long time was my kids and, and okay. raising them. So, um, yeah, my journey has definitely evolved over the years <laughs> of what I wanted when I was little versus yeah. what I want now. So what type of doctor? I actually wanted to be a neurosurgeon. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's brain. That's brain, right? It is. It is the brain. Yes. I'm still fascinated by the brain. Um, I do a lot of self-development because I'm fascinated by not just what people think, but how they think and why they think that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I've actually gotten, uh, I'm a, a master coach and trainer in neuro-linguistics programming, which is all about like how your mind works and how your brain thinks and uses mm -hmm. language. So, Nice. I'm already starting to piece your story together. Already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when you go go to college, you said you were made you, you majored in environmental science. I did. Yeah. Okay. So what did you see yourself doing with that with that education? I don't know, honestly. I get deep I, here, sister. I get deep. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I started college, I I picked environmental science because I love nature, right? I love the environment. I love all of that kind of stuff. But I don't really know that I knew what the industry, like working in the environmental science industry was actually yeah. like, yeah. as opposed to the esoteric learning about all of it. So um, it's very different. They are very different things. Right? Yes. <laughs> you know, I think I had a really, you know, rosy shiny idea of what the environmental <laughs> industry is like and it's not the reality hit yep then reality <laughs> hit <laughs> you know they they say like 70 percent of people with with degrees end up in the field not in something that they studied yep and, and i and i honestly think that's part of it because i've managed restaurants for a while and we have a local local culinary school here and i would hire some some cooks out of there and I was like, no, no, I'm not doing it anymore. And it's because it's those kids that go right from high school straight into college yes. without ever setting foot in a restaurant. Yes. You know, so it's they have all the knowledge, all the talent, but they don't have the real world experience to keep up with the pace. Or even just the knowledge of if it's what they like. I mean, that's, that's one that of the things that I really did with my kids. Each one of them, I required them to talk to a mentor in whatever field it is they think they want. And yes. I have two boys that are still teenagers, 15 and 16. So they're still figuring it out. Yes. But my daughter has had a plan and I'm like, okay, here's, here's the person, here's people that you need to talk to. Find out what really being this is before you actually head down that path. True. Like with, my, well, with my son, it was easy because he was always fascinated by cars. Always. Yep. So, so that was very easy. So, right. So we have to take that fascination and turn it into something that you can monetize, you know, for your career. And with my daughter, we reverse engineered it, you know, so rather than figure out what career, it's like, what makes you happy? It's like, yep. we, st we started there. I said, write down everything that makes you happy. Is it music? Is it is it nature? Is it is it water? Like, you know, what is it? And we wrote it all out. And it's like, if you could work with a group of people, who would it be? You know, we defined that. I said, now, what industry will allow those two to happen? You know, yeah. and then, then come to find out, she she wants to do what, what I do. Because she knows in the gym, like like I said earlier, it's not just about fitness. Right. You know, like, we, we do a lot of other stuff outside of the gym. Because it's all for personal development. Like we go on 
We go on hikes. We do obstacle races. I just had a group of people complete a 30-mile Spartan Ultra. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's like about push it, pushing yourself and you know, like finding who you really are. And so she's like, I kind of want to do what you do because she loves fitness too. I mean, I think she was three when I got into fitness. So she grew up with me in the gym. But I, told, but I told her, I said, but don't pick this because you're fascinated by what I do. I said, this has to be something that moves you. Exactly. I said, because we're not spending $100,000 for you to soul search. <laughs> I said, I'm not that parent. Yep. I said, I'm not that parent. And you were going to go in there with a game plan <laughs> you yep. know, before, before you set foot through those doors. <laughs> yep. I hear you there. <laughs> That's too funny. All right. So you're in the environmental science. And so what was your reality there? So the reality in environmental science, where I was working anyway, was that we were, while we were monitoring and, you know, keeping track of, I worked with a company that worked for landfills, like they were keeping track of all of the things that were going on, but we weren't really doing good. Like that sounds smelly. It, it was, it was smelly. It also, like we weren't doing the, I don't know. I've always had this idea of wanting to make changes in the world, do something mm. to better the world. And the reality is, is most of the environmental industry, at least the ones where you're going to actually make a decent living income yeah. is not doing that. It's not making necessarily good things happen. It's maybe making sure no more bad things happen, but you're not making those changes. Yes. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, I, it wasn't a fit for who I was. Okay. So let me see if I, if, if I nailed this one. All right. So you were initially wanted to be a brain surgeon, right? You're fascinated <laughs> by how pe people think and you, you like helping people. Yes. So being in that environment, kind of like I said in my opening spiel, you weren't playing to your strengths. I was not. Yes. Absolutely. And that led to you feeling unfulfilled. Yeah. See, that's yeah. why I like getting these backstories, you know, because like you can piece it all together and it just makes me understand more so once we get into what, what you're doing now. That's why I like painting that painting that picture, because I feel a lot of people, especially like the audience that watches this show, a lot of people feel like that, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, and pr pretty much all of us who are entrepreneurs, like this, I think I had a couple people on this show that did it like right out of high school. I want to say two <laughs> out of a hundred and change, you know, two. So most of us were stuck in something that we don't really want to be in. And then, then we have that, that turning point. So what was your turning point where you were like, this isn't for me? So honestly, it was my kids because I mean, the way this ended up working out was I ended up having two kids and I couldn't afford daycare, right? Like with two kids, there just wasn't, my husband and I weren't making enough money for me to work and uh, to pay for daycare. And like my entire paycheck would have gone to that. Yeah. Well, so I started I looking for what I could do from home. So I was still at home with the kids and still able to bring in some kind of income into the family. So we, you know, had the best of both worlds. Um, so this is about 16 years ago ish. So the industry, whether you're talking the internet or anything else, I ended up in the virtual assistant industry. Yeah. 
was very young. People didn't know who they were. They didn't really understand how someone could work from home, all of that kind of stuff. So I kind of created a job for myself, um, working with real estate agents, doing all of the things that I knew how to do, which ended up being marketing. It's not something that I knew at the time, yeah. but that's what I was helping them with, was to market their business and, and help to grow their business. So that's kind of how I ended up on this journey. Yes. Yeah, I mean, my, mine's pretty similar. As I said earlier, I spent 20 years in the restaurant industry. And it's what, one of those things, you know, I dropped out of college. So it's like, you know, people tell you if you don't have a college degree, you're going to end up flipping burgers or, or, or whatever, you know, pumping gas. And, and you kind of get that in your mind. Right. And so, you know, I, I climbed the ranks in, in the restaurants and I did well. You know, I got to a point where I could write, write my own schedule. I had some flexibility. But the, the schedule was still brutal. And then same thing, you know, having children now and missing, the, like, I don't want to hear over the phone that, you know, the kid just took the first step so that a tooth busted. Right. Through, and then having to leave, leave functions early to get back to the restaurant or being called in on my day off, having vacations rescheduled. And I was like, who is okay with this? <laughs> like, That's a very like, good question because <laughs> I absolutely was not. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, why am I asking to take vacation? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, uh uh-uh. I was like, this, you know, and, and again, I'm not knocking the people that need that kind of structure. I just knew it wasn't for me. Absolutely. You know, I was like, I cannot do this anymore. You know, so all right, so you have the kids. You move away from from that, and you, you you touched on how you started doing what you're doing now. So just paint the rest of the picture. Yeah. So I worked in the as a virtual assistant for real estate agents for several years, and then in about 2008, the market crashed. Right? Yep. Like <laughs> it happened. So I still didn't want to go work at a job. Right a- around that time, I actually did go work at a job for I don't know, like three months or something. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I don't like people telling me what to do. I'm not really good as (laughs) as a worker bee. So that didn't really work well for me. So I came back home and then started figuring out like, what's next? Who can I work for next? And the people I actually ended up working for most were marketers. They were people in the marketing industry. I think looking back now, because the internet, I sound so old when I say this, but the internet was young in that time, right? Like it was still starting. Facebook wasn't really this big thing yet. Like it had just opened its doors. All of that kind of stuff was still young, but I believe the marketers could had a vision and could see where it was going. So they had no problem hiring people working from home. And so I spent a lot of years working with those marketers, learning the industry, learning things like Facebook from the ground up, like I've been around since Facebook started. So like (laughs) learning all of those kind of things from the ground up. And um, that really, at some point in my career, I think five, six years ago, I went, okay, I've had enough of working for somebody else. I want to, I know I can make a difference in other people's businesses all by myself. And so I took it out on the road for myself. Yes. Love that. And like, I don't want to misconstrue with people you know, when, whenever whenever I talk about this subject, I just want to make it clear that like I, like I'm not an anti career person at all. Oh, absolutely. You know, not not at all. But there's the, there's that person that was like us. Yeah. You know, it's like there there's leaders and then there's workers. Like not every worker can lead. Yes. You know what I mean? That's yes. but if you're someone 
who can lead and you're stuck in a situation where you're not able to lead the way you want to, that's where making moves like us, like we did. Yeah. I am absolutely for everyone having the career they love. My husband is still in corporate. He likes doing it. He, he likes doing what he does. That's fantastic for him. I just, it didn't fit for me. I felt like I was in a box and it just didn't fit. No, my thing was, I can't do stupid stuff. <laughs> there, there's so much stuff in corporate that just makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm like, if we just do this, then it's done. But no, but corporate said you have to do this and do do this and then match it with this and then put this under that. Like, but if we just do this, we get the same result. <laughs> like when I tell you, and, I, and, I, and I don't say this to, to, to be a rebel, I clash with every supervisor I ever had. Every single one. And it, it was usually over just stuff that doesn't make sense. I, yes. I, I just can't conform to, I don't want to call it stupidity because somebody gets paid a lot of money to make those decisions. But it's like, why don't you check with those of us on the ground level? Well, <laughs> I was just the opposite in that. I actually got along with all of my supervisors. What ended up happening is I always worked myself out of a job. Like I would get the work done. I work very quickly. My mind works very quickly and I would get all of the work done. And then I'd be sitting there twiddling my thumbs. Mm. And so there was, you know, some efforts with some of my supervisors to continue marching me up the corporate ladder. Yeah. But what I didn't want is exactly what you talked about earlier, which was my kids are home. I don't want to miss, I don't want to spend 50, 60 hour weeks in corporate where I miss their things, whatever yeah. those things are, their their dance recitals, their music, yes. musicals, all of those kind of things. I want to be there. And so it just didn't fit that model. Yeah. And, and I don't think people really understand how powerful that is. You know, like when like, uh, my dad passed a couple of years ago and, you know, whenever we talk about memories and stuff, I was like, that man was at everything. Yes. Everything. Yes. You know, like that, like that's, those things matter. You know, it they does. matter to the child, you know, when they're at the, the dance recital and they spot you in the crowd and they just light up like yep. that, that one moment, they will remember that forever. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, even those, when they get to the age of a teenager and decide they don't really want you there, they still want you there. Yeah. Don't let them lie to you. They still want you there. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. Like, you know, my, like I said, my middle daughter, she plays softball. And, um, you know, just being there and just just watch, just watching her, you know, and, and you know, she'll get that, eh, you know, but she loves it. She loves it when when I'm there and when her, her mom is there as well. But like those are the things that that really matter at that age, like that you're just present. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're present. Exactly. And, and, yeah. President. You care. So. All right. So. So. The, so describe what you're doing now. Now, then how did how did you start it? How did the idea come about? So as I said, I went from working for marketers to taking what I had learned and and creating my own business out of it. And so what I do now is work with coaches, consultants, and online course creators. So I really believe that coaches have the ability to make massive changes in the world, right? Working with people one person at a time um, or in groups or whatever. But by, by helping them to grow and scale their business and get their message out, I really get a hand in helping to change the world. So I get yes. to 
do what I had said earlier that I wanted to do was was make changes, make ripples, make those waves that that change people's lives um, by helping my clients do that. All right, give me some specifics, like what like what kind of changes do you help with? So we specifically build sales funnels and we run paid traffic for our clients. So we bring them leads, right? That's basically what our our company does is lead generation for our clients who then get to take those leads and make them clients and increase their revenue and grow their and scale their business. Okay. And how'd you come, come up with that concept? So I, um, I've spent a lot of, like I said, I spent a lot of years in marketing. And one of the things that has developed over the years, there's always been funnels. Yeah. Russell Brunson wasn't the first person to come up with funnels. Like there have always been funnels. Every business has a funnel. The idea of what that funnel looks like may be different and should be different for every business. So yeah. even Walmart has a funnel. Their funnel just starts with their ad on TV. Yep or in your feed, whatever. And then mm -hmm. it takes you into their store. Their store is laid out in a funnel. They're funneling you through to what they want you to buy. Yep. So every place has a funnel. Being able to recognize that and then see the strategy that we can implement online is my superpower. So I can really see this overall strategy of, okay, we can bring them in here. We nurture them, get them warmed up, and then you sell them here and like making this system and getting it in place for those coaches that are really looking to scale their business. Okay. So now when, when you say, say scale, what does that mean to you? So usually what where coaches come to me, they're usually in that one-on-one -on -one coaching model. Like they have 15, 20 clients, whatever it is. And they're looking to grow to that next level. They've topped out on that hours for dollars model. Yes. And they're looking for that next thing. So it's usually group coaching or online courses, something like that, where they can have a bigger impact with more people with less amount of their time. Um, and that's really where we come in and, and really do help them to set all of that up and start bringing in those leads for them. Okay, so I'm assuming you're using your own system to generate your own leads. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Make it sure. Make it sure. <laughs> you know, like there's there's single dating experts out there. You know, so absolutely, you know. absolutely. Yeah, no, we definitely are. We generate our own leads. We I have I actually counted them out the other day. I have nine funnels. Oh wow! And they interact or intersect with each other. Now, for me, a funnel is simple to put together. It's not this complex thing that a lot of people are. So for me, having nine funnels <laughs> is okay. I would not suggest that necessarily for everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we run ads to those funnels and we bring people in um, in the door, warm them up and, and get them moving forward. Okay, so what type of coaches do you typically see? So I actually have a whole plethora of coaches, business coaches, life coaches, health and wellness coaches. We work with all of them. Um, and it all depends on where they're at in their business and what they're looking to do next. Okay. And all right. So, so they, they, they come to you, you, they sign up, say, all right, we, we want to work with you. What's the next step in the process? 
So usually it depends on where they're at in their business, right? What they have developed and all of that kind of stuff. But what we generally start with is a 90 minute marketing intensive call, which is where we deep dive into their business so that I can see where their business is at, what the pieces are, and then we can build out a strategy to really make them able to grow at a more rapid pace than what they were previously. Okay. And now you've said we several times. How, how big is your team? <laughs> so I have um, seven people on my team currently. So we have, I have graphic designers, I have um, copywriters, web developers, um, the uh, obviously my project operations manager, who I honestly could not run this business without that keeps all of us moving forward. <laughs> um, and then we have our paid traffic specialists, the people that actually run the ads on Facebook and LinkedIn. Okay. I didn't even know Link LinkedIn did ads. Oh, yes. Yes, they do. Yeah, yes. And yeah, yeah, they do. Because I get them <laughs> in my inbox. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> I use LinkedIn They are the still least. pretty new. LinkedIn has yeah. only been running ads for about three or four years. Okay. So they're still pretty new. One of the things that I have talked to a lot of my clients with lately is LinkedIn is still considered what they call a blue ocean meaning there's not a ton of people out there running ads. Now's the time to jump in there. It's, it's like true. Facebook was like eight years ago when yeah. they first started running ads, right? Yep. Jump in there when it's the early stages and you get to establish that baseline and really grow your business on that platform. Yes, I, got, I used to run awful, awful Facebook ads, but they converted really well eight years ago. Yes, <laughs> really exactly. Well. Yes, now, eight now years it's like, ago. Um, yeah, it's that, a whole different beast. Yes, I, I do like triple the ad spend now to get half to get half the, the leads. Oh, yes, damn. it is definitely Facebook ads are definitely a different beast now than they were when they first started. Yeah. Honestly, I would suggest to people don't run Facebook ads yourselves. Like they are so complicated and they're changing and their rules change so often that you're most oftentimes going to just waste money because you don't know all of the ins and outs at it. Yep. Give it to somebody who really I've been does. there. Yep. I've been there. So <laughs> I can, I can definitely attest to that. Just, just watching the debits in the bank account. And I'm like, um, there's nothing being added to the Google doc. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So, exactly. You know, cause like I've used, I, I've used click funnels as well. And you know, you can connect it with a uh, Zapier yeah. and, you know, have it go directly to your, your, uh, your files. Yeah. 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 Do your files. Like I said, I'm watching. I'm like, um, the, this is not balanced. <laughs> yes, know, but, exactly. And then the and guy. You really need to, the one thing that working with an expert in, in ads, especially Facebook, they can tell you realistically what your spend needs to be in order to get to the goals you yeah. need. Right. Yeah. So we know that depending on the business, depending on the industry, if you're getting a lead at $6, you're doing really well right now. I've got clients that are at like fifty to one hundred dollars a lead. Wow! It's just starting Facebook ads right now, like starting from scratch without having any data behind you. It's an investment, and it's an investment in the long haul. This isn't—I don't care what ad you've seen. Nobody makes a million dollars in Facebook overnight. This is a long-term process. True. Yep, it's very true. And I'm going to endorse you too by. With my own, you know, failure and recovery. So, <laughs> what? What? One of the one of the last lead ads I ran, I think I was like twenty six bucks a lead, 
something like that. And and so the guy who who does my fitness software, they just started offering to 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 do the ads for the mm-hmm. gym owners. So I just let I said fine. I let him do one, and did pretty well. I think it was five fifty three. Nice. Yeah. I said, okay, you can do them from now on. Exactly. And that's kind of the point. Yeah. Yes. Because once you know, it's really about the targeting and once you know how to target and what to target and, and really about being really on top of what Facebook is doing. Right. Because just like Facebook lives, I don't know, started four, five ish years ago. And they pushed that really hard. Yeah. Now it's reels. It's running reels. Mm. So using ads with your reels attached to it or those kind of things are going to get you more and better results because that's what Facebook wants to see. Maybe. So knowing and understanding that ahead of time really helps. Yes. And I want, want you to speak for, for a moment to the people who see this as an expense like doing like doing doing ads like i'm in a group called the genius advantage i, I don't know if you've heard of him uh billy jean shaw but he he runs that group he's he's a riot number one but he's very very good with his marketing and yeah. branding and all that and uh, like we we meet every tuesday and every tuesday he just just blow, blows us away with with his his um expertise but one thing that he's constantly saying, he's like, no matter what you need in your business, he's like, advertising is the answer. <laughs> he's yes. like, he's like, if you need more more staff, run an ad to get staff. If you need yes. more, more clients, you got to run ads to, to get clients. Like, no matter yeah. what it is, like, advertising is the answer. He's like, but so many people see it as an expense. Well, I mean, here's, here's the thing, though, right? Walmart didn't get to be Walmart without advertising. Amazon did not get to be Amazon without advertising. Advertising is always an investment in your business. Marketing is always an investment in your business. And marketing always works. It's a matter of timing, the strategy, and knowing what you're doing and what your goals are to get there. But you've got to realize as a business owner that There is not a business out there. None of the big businesses out there that you see every day got there without advertising. They didn't just automatically go, oh, look, I now have a multi-billion dollar company. (laughs) Amazon still advertises. Walmart still advertises. Everybody advertises, whether that's on the TV through, you know, McDonald's ads or it's on your social media streams. Advertising is the only way to really effectively grow your business. Yeah, and, and I mean, I was kind of kind of ignorant to, to that at first. When I first opened up my gym in 2014, you know, like again, Rhode Island, this big, you mm-hmm. know. So word of mouth, like I, I, I tell you, probably the first two years, I didn't spend a dime in advertising. Yeah, because we were really like the only the only show in town that did what we did. There were a couple other smaller gyms. But they didn't. They didn't rival what we were offering, and so just month after month, people were just coming and coming and coming. And then once I started dabbling in the Facebook ads, same same thing. Like I was do, doing great, you know, making making over over ten grand a week. And for me, that was that was all all I needed. You know, like it was never my goal to be a million dollar gym owner. You know, like right. I have, and you know, nothing against the people that do that, but that was never my end goal. But so just to even be be making that much, like wow. 
you know, but then I had to switch locations, you know, the whole lease lease problem, right? So, <laughs> so I had to switch locations. And now where I am, there's eight gyms in a mile and a half. Radius. Oh, competition. See, so, so <laughs> this is where advertising is key. Yes. You know, because now I have to make myself stand out from the other seven gyms. And the reality is with marketing uh, in business in general, there is always competition. There is not there may be some people out there, but very few people out there that have come up with this whole brand new idea, right? This isn't Microsoft coming up with, you know, the Microsoft products, and it's not Apple coming out with the new Apple computer. All of those innovations aren't happening every day. Most people have competition. And if you have competition, you need to stand out. And the only way to do that, if you really do want to scale your business, right? If you're happy making that, whatever, five clients a month, which in the coaching industry, it's about average. Like they get five to six clients. Most coaches don't make more than 50 to 100K a year because they don't advertise. They, They only do word of mouth. It's only referral based. Well, that's awesome if that's your goal. But if your goal is to really transform and change the world, yep. more people need to know about you. It's not the field of dreams. If you build it, it does not mean they will come. <laughs> so marketing and advertising is the key to growing your business. Yes. Yeah, like what happened with, with me in the gym space? Because again, when I started, as I said, I dropped out of college. Like I don't have the business background I didn't know about marketing. I didn't know about branding. I don't know about any of that stuff. I just knew I was really good at getting people to believe in themselves. So, so I started there. Like you said it a couple of times too. You yeah. got to start where you are. I said, so I'm good at, at attracting people. I'm good at getting them results and making them feel good about themselves. And they're in turn telling other people and bringing those people in. So it's like the other stuff, I can learn it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so so I traveled. I traveled the country and went to marketing masterminds. I went to like media masterminds. Uh, like I said, I'm in the, that the uh, the advertising group that meets every Tuesday. And just over the years, I I just learned everything I needed to learn. Yeah. And so for people that want to switch switch over and do something different, but you think you don't have the education or you, you know, you need more, you need, you need a certain certification. Like I do life coaching all day long. Mm -hmm. I'm not a certified life coach, but you know what? I've been alive for 47 years. (laughs) It's like, I I bring experience to the table and I just share that just to let people know is to stop doubting yourself. You know, like once you get started, the other doors will open. That's exactly it. And to, to swing back to you, you can learn, you can absolutely learn everything about your business. And I would say as a business owner, you should have some high level knowledge of every area of your business. However, I will say with most of it, I hire a CPA to do my taxes. I don't try and do those buggers alone. Like that's just insane to me. Yeah. So thinking that you're going to know every area of your business and be able to do it successfully is not reality. So it is a good idea if you really want to grow a business to make sure that you're hiring those experts, whether it's your CPA or your marketing 
or even sometimes your operations, right? Making sure that all of those processes and systems are in place. Yeah. All of those kind of things is really essential to really growing an effective and profitable business. Yes, and I, I, want, I want to get your thoughts on this because my I had a business coach back in the day. Yeah, see, I invested in a business coach too. You know, yes, we, absolutely. To learn the stuff I needed to learn. But he was constantly telling me that he's like, he's like, Robert, you're working in the business too much. He's like, yes. like, he's like, you need to work on your business. But but I fired back with, but that's where I belong. You know, it's like it's like I'd be I'd be like for me personally, I'd be long on the gym floor. Yes, like that's that's where I shine. That's where like my passion shines through. Watching my clients reach reach their goals, being there for the weigh-ins, being there when they hit lifting goals or running goals, climbing goals, like all of that stuff, that's what lights up my soul. So it's like when I tried to to step back, you know, and I hired seven other trainers and, but I still found myself in their teaching classes. Cause like, that's just where I belong. Like I don't belong behind the computer. Says, and so- that's most people that is what they like. They grew this business or started this business because that's what they loved to do. Right. Yes. They love to do this one thing for the coaches. They loved life coaching or they love business coaching, whatever it is. And they should be focusing on their clients. When you start trying to do all of the other things, whether that's marketing or your books or, you know, all of whatever you're even sometimes your email. I don't know about you, but my email gets out of control. But when you're trying to do all of those things, you're not spending the time in your zone of genius. Yes. Which, like you said at the beginning, is what everyone needs to find when you find your zone of genius and you stick to that lane you're able to do amazing things. Yes. Yes. Like I ended up getting an assistant to do all the stuff I didn't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause like I'm not, I'm not, not a big phone guy, like face to face. I can talk to people face to face all day long. And even now on zoom, like if, yes. I have, if I have to connect with people, I'll say, you know, let's, let, let's zoom. So I can at least see the person yes. and, you know, get that, get that connection. And so, I hired her to do that to like to, to follow up with, with the leads and she was great at it too. I gotta say, like we we worked really well together, but that kept me in my scope and that kept her in her, her scope because she didn't want want to do what I was doing and I didn't want to do what she was doing. Exactly. <laughs> so, so it was perfect. <laughs> no exactly. Fighting. And that's really how you grow a successful business, right? Is understanding that your zone of genius is whatever. You know, like I we a friend of mine and I had this analogy of you know, you're the best baker in the world. You make the best cupcakes in the world. And so you decide to open a business making those cupcakes. Everybody loves the cupcakes. But when all of the other things, when payroll comes on and when marketing your business and when, you know, your taxes, when all of those other things that come up, you get, you lose focus on those cupcakes. Yes. And those, then those cupcakes don't taste as good, right? They're not the best cupcakes in the world anymore because you no longer enjoy making them because you have all of these other things you have to do instead. Yeah. Yeah. And that happened to me in the gym, you know, before I downsized, because when I was in the other, the other location, like I said, we were booming. Like we were really, really booming. And, you know, I started focusing more on the other stuff. And then like, I just started to, to like the, the joy was being sucked away. Yes. You know, because I'm not where I belong. Like tomorrow, Every year we do a, a Thanksgiving throwdown. And so 
we, we get usually a good amount of people. Like back in the day, we would have, you know, six, 60 to 60 to 80 people in there. And like, but I love that scene. I absolutely, wow. I love, I love the energy of it. Like I just thrive on chaos. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> I really, really do. But it just got to, it got to the point to where there was one year I had five of the trainers actually doing the trick. Cause with that many people, you know, we, we had to divide up into groups. Right. And, you know, like I, I kind of emceed it. So I was a little bit in my element, but like, I, I really, you know, like I wanted to come up with the workout. I wanted to deliver the workout. Like that's, that's where I belong. Yeah. And so I yeah. myself, not really resenting it, but like, but once I downsized, it was actually better. You know, it makes you happier. Right. And, you know, what I've learned in the coaching industry, because like I said earlier, there's like three stages of coaching, right? There's the one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and then you generally develop a course. So it's the one-to-one, one-to-many, and then one to the entire universe. (laughs) In each of those stages, you enjoy what you're doing until you hit that wall of like, I'm too big. I'm too, there's too much. And that's when you get to move to the next model and really start to continue to do what you love, which is serve your clients, but in a way that feeds your soul instead of drains it. Yes. I love that. I might have to steal that quote. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So how how can people get in touch? Well, obviously I have your website up here, but how can people get in in touch with you in the other way? So I actually have a podcast. It's called Marketing Matchmaker. Oh, nice. Where I help coaches really, you know, design their marketing strategy through the podcast, teach them all about marketing and, and that kind of stuff. So you're always welcome to join me there. Oh, nice. Or Virtual Marketing Expert, obviously, is the website. You can also find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Virtual Marketing Experts. All right. Yeah, well, we're just perusing the website real quick, <laughs> you know, just perusing. <laughs> No, see, this is good because I, I feel like I can I, I can use your services. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always available to talk. I yeah. I honestly love talking about marketing. It's one of my favorite marketing and business is one of my favorite things to talk about. And I can talk mm-hmm. about it for hours, which is why I developed the podcast in the first place, yeah. because now I can just talk. <laughs> <laughs> do you um do you help people with, with like brand story? We do. So we help them. Um, so brand story can definitely be part of it is in the marketing intensives that we do, which is really the deep dive into yeah. it. We help to develop your story and help you to develop your messaging um, that you then take out into. Um, so while it's not technically brand story, because that is a branded theme, right? Yeah. Brand story is is a book and, and an author and, and they're amazing. Um, it's the same idea, right? Developing your story, developing your messaging so that it connects with your ideal clients. Okay. I was hoping you said no, because that's that's what I do. And I was, I was like, maybe maybe we could collab here. We could absolutely <laughs> collaborate. Um, it's, it's definitely, you know, helping people take their brand story out into the world is yes. what we do successfully, yes. right? That's where we really shine. See, because what what I do is I help with the creation. Because one thing that 2020 taught me is that there's a lot of people that really suck at explaining what they do. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I sat on many a Zoom call and I'm listening to people give their introductions. I'm like, this person just spoke for five minutes. I don't know anything about them or what they do. 
Yes, that <laughs> like is absolutely nothing. for sure. It is. It's one of the things that 2020 has, I think, shown a lot of people is that, first of all, the internet is alive, well, kicking, and you can oh, make yeah. a lot of money on it. And second of all, you need to be really clear about your messaging because there are more and more people coming up. A lot of people are calling 2022 the era of the creators, which really means those influencers, those people that are on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all of the places. And they're constantly there and you're they're creating Yes. messaging all of the time. So being really clear about your message is essential. So helping people to do that, I think, is awesome. Yes. Um, are you familiar with the National Publicity Summit? No, I'm not. No, I should. All right. I'll con- connect you with them. Awesome. Because uh, I've been booking, like, my podcast, I do three shows a week, and I'm booking into almost May of, of, uh, of 2022. And would these guys help? Like, you can get on there as, as a media expert. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't, doesn't cost you anything. And their students pitch you. You know, oh. to, to 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 get on your show, so like you can find, yeah. you know, the people in your niche. See, with me, it's easy because everybody has a story. Everybody you know? has so, a story. So I, I really don't turn anyone away. It's like you got to be in a real, real messed up in- industry. And I've had a Playboy <laughs> centerfold on. I had a pimp. I had a, for- a former uh, gang, gang member. Yeah, because I was like a former pimp. It's like, yeah, I kind of want to get that story. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so with me, it's easy. But there's typically, you know, 50 to 60 people in there. Like you go into breakout rooms with groups of like, say, six or so. And they each give you a two-minute pitch. So, so it takes up like four hours of your day. But, I mean, you can book out for months if you find, That's awesome. you find the right people. Yeah. I don't even remember how I stumbled upon them. But uh, they have another one coming up in December. So, like I said, I'll connect you and see if they're still, still look, looking for people for that. Yeah, so there's that. And I have other podcast friends, too, if we want to do show swaps. Yes, absolutely. You know? I but, love it. I love it. I would love to have you on our podcast to talk about brand story. Because that's awesome. not a topic we've do- dove into yet. So that's going to be a lot awesome. of fun. Awesome. Yeah. And, and and it's funny because like you, how you said, you know, you created a business for yourself. I created a program to, well, a course to address that. Yes. Because again, with every with every Zoom thing I sat in on, I was like, I, I people cannot describe themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, how is this? How do you not know who you are? <laughs> it's, it's harder than I think people think. Like yeah. they... They have these very, uh, being able to concisely state your message in that 30 second pitch Mm -hmm. is a skill that I think takes a lot of time to develop and people don't always know. So I, I, have you ever heard that book, The One Thing? Yes. Um, So that is my whole theory on business, right? Have the one thing that you do, you do better than anyone else and just focus on selling that. Yeah. Yes. And it's it's about being able to to separate who you are just as a person versus yes. your business cuz cuz i feel like when people ask that question they want to get the business answer right you know so like when when people come to train to train with me it's it's not like just because i'm i'm a great trainer i'm the best trainer in the area i don't say any of that stuff i'm like you know what no one's going to care about you more than me <laughs> I was like, that's, that's, one, of, very that's true. One, of the, one of the biggest seller points I give people. 
It's like, listen, you have a goal. The second money exchanges hands, I am your number one ally. And that, I think, is something that a lot of coaches really um, want to embody. It's really making their ideal clients understand that nobody's going to care about them as much as they do. Like, they... They are their goal. They want to help them succeed. Um, And that's really what one of the core values in our business is that I care about my clients' businesses almost as much as they do. I want their success almost as much as they do. I can't say as much because, you know, it's not my business, but I do. It is really close. I want... When they're successful, I'm successful. It really brings me joy to see somebody's business go from zero to 60 or from, you know, building out a funnel that brings in $350,000 into somebody's business. Like that brings me joy. I get so excited over these kind of things. Love it. Love it. And, and you can tell too, even listening to you talk, kind of how when I was talking about being being in a gym and watching, I was like, I gave myself goosebumps. You know, <laughs> it's like that's yeah. how you that's how you know you're where you belong. Yeah, you know, that's how Absolutely. you I, like like when my alarm goes off at four four twenty in the morning, I'm never like, oh, it's early. No, it's <laughs> like that alarm goes off and it's like time to grind. Yeah, you know, it's like time to go yes. help these people continue to become better versions of themselves. Absolutely, that, that's what it boils down to. Some some people come to me, I'll have it worked out in three years and. You know, they're this, they're that. And then just a few months later, they're running obstacle races, they're signing up for 5K, they're competing in lifting competitions. And it's like, wow, it's like, just think six months ago, you were on the couch doing nothing. Yes. You know, and look at you now. Look at how far you come. Like, even in class just today, one of the women said to one of the other women, she goes like, oh, my God, look at your arms. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's like just, just like as once everything starts to unfold, it's, yes. like, it's like that's why we do this. Like this yes. is why. I love it. I mean, I love in the marketing world. I love seeing my clients' email list go from zero to hundreds of thousands of people on their list. And then them being able to really create a business model that works for them. It's a ton of fun. Nice. Yeah. So I, I remember I was asking someone, so what do you do? And they're just going on and on about I, this, I, this, I, this, I, that. And I was like, all right, so now picture yourself like on a stage talking about what you do with what you just said, how would it come across? <laughs> right. And, and he's like, that's um, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's one like, of the things in marketing. I, I actually have said this several times in my po- podcast. It sounds kind of harsh. But nobody actually cares about you. Oh, I say they on this show all the care time. Care about what you can do for them. Yes, exactly. So coming to your marketing and your messaging from that angle of, okay, how can I explain to them what I can do for them in the smallest, concise, shortest way possible? Yes, yes. And when I'm working with speakers as well, it's the same thing. And I'm like, listen, nobody cares about your story. Nobody does. They care about how your story relates to them. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> you know, said so, so. Like people, people know the the name of this show came from a bad knee injury I had years ago, and when when I when I talk about that story, it's not about the knee injury, right? You know? It was about coming back from the one time I let myself go, and it was getting myself back into competition shape. 
you know, I had the injury on that day. I was told I'd never run a jump jump again, like it said in my my intro yeah. video. And then it was from that moment on. That's when that's when the story begins. From the second that doctor said that to me through today. It's like yeah. that's the story. And then I can relate that to people because everybody has someone in their life that thinks they can't do stuff. Yes. Everybody absolutely. does. And then I use that story to be like, listen, I had a medical professional, somebody with a PhD told me I would never want to jump again. <laughs> you know, then you just go through the laundry list of accomplishments since that day. You know, so now it's like, okay, so now they can picture themselves doing what it is that they want to do that so-and-so said that they couldn't do. Like now my story is relevant to them. You know, and versus- that's what makes marketing amazing is yes. that you're able to share that story in a way that really does affect people. And on the stage as a speaker, you also get to share that story. And then when be- people have goosebumps because they can relate to your story and yeah. then make those shifts necessary in their brain to make it happen in their own lives. Yes. Like you'll, you'll see when I played the outro vid- video, it gives a little overview of what I do, but it says on that level up your about section. Cause I think so many people's about sections are such snooze fests. <laughs> they, they really are. I'm like, I'm like, and again, yeah, this is just my own opinion. Like I said, I'm no expert, but when I look at people's about sections, it, it's, it's like, it's like a resume. That's pretty, that's Often pretty, times, pretty much, yeah. pretty much all, all it is. It's like, you know, I started my gym for a reason. I'm not going to put the, I'm Rob Foster and I'm certified through this place. And I have this, this many certified, I'm certified in kettlebells yeah. and certified in red bags. And no, nobody cares about any of that. You know, to the woman who's sitting on the couch that finally decides I need to change something. And when they go to my website, they don't want to see all of that. No, they want to <laughs> see what, what, what is it about you that makes you special? Yes. And all of those degrees and all of those kind of things, that's not what makes you special. Yep. Who you are is what makes you special. Your story is what makes you special. And if they can connect with that, they can connect yep. with you. That builds the know, like, and trust. Then they're ready to buy. I've had my doctor for 15 years. I couldn't tell you where he got his PhD. Right? No Who clue. Cares? No clue. But that man, he's, 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 a, he's a great, great man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and I couldn't tell you because <laughs> like any, any of his schooling was was, uh, was from. But when I walk in there, you can tell he genuinely cares. Yep, that's you all know, the thing. Genuinely cares. I was like, I'll stay, I'll stay with this with this man as long as I'm living where I'm living. I'll stay. I'll keep going to him because you said it that no like like and trust factor. Absolutely. So, see, told you that hour was gonna fly by. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give us some final thoughts, and we'll bring it down. So, final thoughts. Um, really, looking at marketing as an investment into your business is going to help you to really grow your business in 2022. And, pro tip: if you haven't been on LinkedIn. Now's the time. They now have LinkedIn lives. They have LinkedIn ads. There's all kinds of things going on LinkedIn where you get to be that small fish or, or the big fish in the big small fish. pond the, yeah. and in, in that blue ocean where you don't have as much competition. Now's the time. Love it. Love it. Love it. Jennifer, thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you. Sharing the knowledge. I love this episode. I mean, I like all, I like all, every show I do, but still, but. 
I love the episode. And that's the good thing. I mean, you you know about, about being on the podcast. It's like you, you meet some awesome people. You do. <laughs> you know, like it, there, there's not not a show that, that I've done where I've been like, God, I'm glad that's over. <laughs> right? It's, like, it's, ne- it's never happened. Yes. Yes. Like every, every episode is like, wow, how, how am I going to top that? Wow, how am I going to top that? Wow, how am I going to top that? Like every single one is just awesome. And this one was no different. So awesome. thank you. Thank you so much. All right. I'll talk to you back, backstage in a minute. Yes, me. All right. Take care. All righty. So that was Jennifer. We were talking marketing. We were talking branding. We were talking about life in general. But why we do this, it's for you. It is for you. So if you didn't get anything else out of today's message, get started. There's something that you want to do. Just get started. And once you get the ball rolling, once you get some clarity on what it is you want to do, once you realize that what you want to do, there's a need for it in, in the market, because chances are there's a need for it. So like, like I said, I created a program to help people introduce themselves. I, I don't know if that was a thing. I don't know if it was going to be, be received well. I put some people through it. Someone just messaged me the, 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 uh, English, the other day that his whole world changed since going through the program, how he connects with other people all from going through the program. And I got this, this card here that says, because of you, life is better in so many ways for so many people. You know, so there's gifts that you have inside of you that you are suppressing that people out there need. They need you. So just get started. And then if you need help, there's experts to help you. Like Jennifer, you got myself, you got this, all the information is right at your fingertips. Just get started and leave a legacy for your family. All right. Going to leave you on that note. Happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. Be safe tonight. A lot of people lose their lives the night before Thanksgiving because drinking and being foolish. Just be safe. Embrace your family. And we'll see you later. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Till next time, shut up and grind.